Can I retire at 53 years old with $900,000 saved for retirement? That's what we're going to look at today on the Your Financial EKG YouTube channel. We're going to look at a 53-year-old single female asking the question, can I retire? Let me give you some stats and then we'll get right into it. So here we go. We got Mary. She's 53 years old. She has $900,000 saved for retirement amongst 401ks, IRAs, inheritance, and the bank. We're going to take Social Security at 65. It's going to be $2,800 per month. And she gets a pension at 55 of $2,100 a month. And the reason we're doing retirement planning at 53 for Mary is because this is a forced retirement. She's being laid off from her job and she's asking the question, do I need to go back to work or can I stay retired? All right, so let's look at this today. Can I retire at 53 years old with $900,000 saved for retirement? All right, so here we go. We got Mary, and this is for you too. So Mary is 53 years old and eight months, and she is currently retired or trying to decide should she fully retire. Now, her social security benefit will be at 65, and we're gonna get $2,800 per month. Now, keep in mind, Mary can take social security early if she takes it at 62, which is her first eligible age to claim social security. She would get 70% of her full retirement benefit. Now, every age going forward, it increases. So at 63, 64, 65, 66. Now her full retirement age is 67. That means she would get 100% of her full retirement benefit. And if she waited till 70, she would actually get 124% of her full retirement benefit. So we've calculated for her to start taking Social Security at 65. So that's when we're gonna do it. Now she does get a pension at 55 of $2,100 per month. Now this is a great benefit. She is single, so taking the pension over the lump sum makes the most sense for her. This $2,100 is gonna pay out forever. So she's gonna have her pension and her social security as guaranteed sources of income, which is a really big benefit, especially because she is single. Now, from an asset standpoint, we've got about $900,000 in retirement assets spread among, we've got a non-qualified taxable brokerage account at TD Ameritrade for $178,000. We have a 401k, which we're gonna have to roll over here now, and that 401k is worth $313,000. We have a traditional IRA that's at Vanguard for $128,000. We have some inheritance money that is coming in for $150,000 sale of property, and we have money in the bank of $133,000. So these investments are the only investments that she has to get her to retirement, through retirement, and protect her ability to stay in retirement. And what I want you to notice is we've got about $300,000 between the inheritance and the bank that is in cash. 
Now those cash investments are not earning a whole lot of interest. So we might have to come back to this within the financial planning to see if we need to put some of that cash to work in order for her retirement income to last throughout her retirement. But we're just gonna look at the schedule as it is now. Okay, so the rate of return for the money that is in the market, so that's gonna be TD Ameritrade, the 401k, which will roll over into TD Ameritrade and the Vanguard, the rate of return for those investments is gonna be 6%. So if you come down here, we've put 6% as our rate of return. Now, the reason I'm using 6% as the rate of return is because the market has averaged 8% with inflation since the 1950s. If you go all the way back to the 1900s, the market's averaged somewhere between six and 7%. So I wanna use 6% for me it's just more of a conservative average going forward. Now we'll come back as we're going through the planning and look at what 4% looks like as well. So if she only earns 4% for the rest of her life, okay? So we're gonna do 6% first. Now keep in mind, the bank is at zero because there's no interest being made in the bank. Now that'll change as interest rates go up. We'll be able to get a little bit more interest in the bank, one, two, three percent But at this moment in time, the banks are still paying 0 0.0 nothing. So we've got $902,000 saved for retirement. Now, let's go to expenses. For her, we did a detailed expense report. So she went through her budget, which everyone needs a budget, especially if you're stepping into retirement. You wanna know what money's going out, what money's coming in. Am I in the green? Am I in the red? Am I in the black? Just breaking even. You want to know, and the best way to do that is through a budget. Now, her budget is actually on a simple notepad piece of paper. She texted that to me in a picture, and I inputted that in this expense plan. Your budget can be on an Excel spreadsheet. It could be on a notepad. It can be in a mobile app. I also have a budget sheet if you want that contact me in the description below and I'd be happy to send out our budget sheet. It just helps you get an idea of what your expenses are. Because if you're stepping into retirement, you wanna know how much retirement income am I gonna need in order to cover my retirement expenses? If you just kinda ho-hum going to retirement and say, well, I'm hoping my retirement income covers what I need, you're basically walking blind. And what's the Bible say? The blind leading the blind leads you into a ditch. So you don't wanna be blind. You wanna have a budget so you know exactly this is how much retirement income I need because these are the expenses that need to be taken care of. And keep in mind on your retirement expenses that you calculate expenses that are gonna go away. Maybe your mortgage is gonna be paid off when you're 60. Maybe you have a car payment that's gonna go away in five or seven years. Make sure you calculate that in. You might need $5,000 today in retirement income, but in three, four, five years, you might only need $4,000 because student loans fell off, cars fell off, your mortgage fell off, whatever. Or you downsized from a bigger house to a smaller house because your kids are gone. Just keep that all in mind. So her current monthly expenses are $4,018. Now we're gonna do inflation on this of 3.24%. Now the reason we're using 3.24% is because that is the 108 year average. So since inflation has been kept, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, has been tracked here in America, 1914, 
the average is 3.24%. Obviously, in 2021, we put a seven spot on the board. In 2022, we're probably gonna put an eight spot on the board. So we could have some higher inflation numbers. Think about 1979, 13%, 1980, 12, 81, eight. So we might have a few years in a row, two, three, four, five years with higher inflation. And then basically that inflation will come down to more of a reasonable level depending on where interest rates go. So that's why we're going to use the long-term average. All right. So cash flows, this is going to be anything that is going to be extra income coming in or anything extra you want to do coming out. So when we're building a financial EKG for a client and they say, hey, Drew, I want to go on a vacation every year for the next 10 years and I want to spend $10,000, $15,000 a year on that vacation, that goes into cash flows because that's a one-time distribution. And I want to see what that does to your investments and also to your taxes and your retirement income. Keep in mind, a lot of times people will call me and say, Drew, I need $10,000 in retirement income every year. And I'll say, man, you need $10,000 a month in retirement income? They'll say, yes, I need $120,000. I'll say, wow, you must live in a high income state or a high level where you have a high cost of living. They'll say, no, no, no. I really need $5,000 a month to live off of. And I need another $5,000 to travel on. So I need $60,000 a year to travel and have fun. And I'll say, wait a second. When we're doing the planning, let's just put down $5,000 a month for your retirement expenses. Let's leave the money in the market, in your investments, until you need it to pull out for your cash flow, which is why we put that in the software as a cash flow. Now for her, because this is a forced retirement, she's gonna get 36 weeks of payments from her job. So we're gonna get $6,400. It's gonna be a monthly inflow, and that's gonna end on August of 2023. We also are going to get our bonus that's going to come in March of 2023 of $7,500. So these are two inflows of capital that are going to go into her retirement plan to help her determine can I retire. And hey, if you want me to put together an EKG for you in the description below or actually in the comment section, there's a free download called the Checklist to Retirement. Download that, select the box that yes, you want to talk to me and we can put together an EKG for you to make sure you're going to get to retirement through retirement and protect your ability to stay in retirement. Now let's talk about taxes. So for her, let's go to the year 2023. Let's go to a full year. So for her, basically all of her income is going to come out of her 401k, out of her IRA, and out of her taxable brokerage account. So next year, her projected federal tax rate is 12.39%. Now keep in mind, she's 53 years old. So we can't use her IRA and 401k as just a simple take as much money out as you need for living expenses. We're going to have to do a 72T or a, we can't do the rule of 55 because she's under age 55 when she leaves her job. The rule of 55 says if you are 55 years or older and you leave your job, you're fired, you're terminated, you retire, whatever, you can use your current 401k for retirement income 
without paying a penalty. Now, it's actually the rule of 50 if you work for a government, okay? So if you're 50 years old and you are terminated from the government, a government job, state, local, fed, um, or you retire, you can actually use your TSP or your government retirement plan for retirement income without paying a penalty. There's an IRS PDF for that, just Google it. So for her, we've got to use her taxable brokerage account for as long as we possibly can so we can avoid the penalties. Once that taxable brokerage account is depleted, then we're going to have to look at doing a 72T. Now remember, she has money in the bank and inheritance coming in, about $300,000. So we've got 178 at TD Ameritrade that's in a taxable brokerage account plus another 300,000, so $478,000 that we can use to bridge the gap from 53 to 59 and a half. So from a tax standpoint, 12.39% her effective tax rate. That's actually pretty good for a single individual with her expenses. Now, the big question, can I retire at 53 with $900,000 saved for retirement. Drum roll. Retirement. All right. So what the software shows us right offhand is that we do have a shortfall. So at 93 years old, she is out of liquid assets. Now she still has her pension, she still has social security, and she still has her house. But from a liquid asset standpoint, 401ks, IRAs, taxable brokerage account, bank account money, we are out. The amount needed today to avoid a shortfall, we would need an influx of $865,000 in retirement assets in order to make this plan go to 100. Okay, now 93 is a pretty good plan, but I also don't want to get married in 93 and go, oh man, we are out of money. What are we going to do? Rate of return needed to avoid a shortfall is 5.32%. What that means is this portfolio at its current, at the current level, $902,000 in retirement assets, needs to earn 5.32% for her to never run out of money. That's a positive to me because we need to go back and look at it and say, okay, what's the rate of return that we're running this at? We don't have to go that much higher in order to make this retirement plan work. So as you can see, here's that monthly cash flow. That's the 36 weeks of payment that's taxable. We've got our $7,500 bonus, which is taxable. We've got our pension kicking on here. And then we've got Social Security kicking on here. So if you look at this, basically at 93, she's out of money. Now, keep in mind her expenses are $14,630. $38 at 93 years old. Is that going to be the case? I don't know. That's just 3.24% compounded every year. Okay. Now here's what we can look at. Let's go back and look at this number 5.32%. That's the rate of return that she needs today to avoid a shortfall. So if we go to assets, we go down here to the portfolio weighted average. So this is what her portfolio is getting in rate of return. The total portfolio is earning 4.12%. You'll remember why. Because we've got about $300,000 that's sitting at a zero. That's the sale of the inheritance property, which is going to be $150,000, and the one thirty-three dollars that's sitting in her bank. Now, she wants that in the bank. But let's look at that inheritance for a second. What if we take that inheritance... We give it a 6% rate of return and we take that inheritance 
and we reinvest that money. And we put that into just a taxable brokerage account, just like it is now, or just like she has now with TD Ameritrade. So let's save that. Now look at our portfolio weighted average, 5.12%. What, what, what do we need? 5.23? So now we're only like 0.20%, two tenths of 1% away from getting her to what she needs to never run out. And so let's go back to legacy. I mean, let's go back to the retirement plan, look at the legacy. Look at this, at 100, we've got $521,783. Just because we repurposed some of the money coming in. So for her asking the question, hey, can I retire at 53 with $900,000 saved for retirement? My answer is yes, you can, but you need to repurpose some of your assets and you need to make sure that we withdraw the assets correctly so that we don't get a penalty from the IRS. All right. So I hope this video has helped. God bless. Bye-bye.